You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Back, 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 back. Will is back, back, back. Woo! Yeah, Will, welcome back. Oh! Hello! Thank God. Thank and God you're welcome back. welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, September 14th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my cautiously optimistic co-host, Yeah, I guess, I guess, like, I guess, I don't know. I talked about it with Colton last week. It's just like, I won't believe it until I see a ball get kicked off, but we'll, we'll get to this. Sure. If I had to choose, I guess, cautiously optimistic, if anything else. What was your line? I'll believe Big Ten football's back when the first game kicks off and seven of the first eight drives end in punts. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Until then, I, I, I don't know how excited I can actually get. But that's just the kind of person I am. You know, like, I, I, I don't get excited until the actual day arrives. And boy, wow, does that not seem like a guarantee that uh, the day will arrive with all the seesawing and uh, fuddy-duddy reporting that has been happening the last few months, weeks, whatever. So, Hey, if anything, you know what? It's a nice Sunday. I had a good week, and I'll try to put my happy pants on. Yeah. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic, Will. Let's go. October 17th. Let's get it popping, baby. Woo! Uh, we're going to talk about the latest with the Big Ten. There were some developments over the weekend. Some actual developments, too. We don't even have to no. dwell in the sewers of grifters <laughs> to get Shoot. information. We have, like, legitimate actual reporters That's saying crazy. I know, um, yeah. Which is definitely interesting. We'll talk about the latest uh, with that. And then, uh, I don't know, Matt, did anything else happen with Michigan State football over the weekend? Any no. any additions? Not that I can think of, except for two recruits to the 2021 class. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Come on. Love these two guys, too. This is what I'm talking about. Yes, sir! Back. Mel Tucker, back. Let's go, baby. Oh, we just got a very important update. Uh, go go on. From Brett McMurphy. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. What a tease. Wow, world-class podcast host. Will, I missed you. <laughs> God, that live show with uh, no compadre here, companion, if you will. Uh, yikes. Whew, that's, that's tough, but you know, we, we, we tried. I so, welcome back, Will. I thought you did a great job. Uh, okay. You don't have to lie to me. All right. Before we get into the actual news with the Big Ten, mm-hmm. judging by just how everything else went in college football, you know, Oklahoma. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Minus 30 people. Mm-hmm. Kansas getting their doors blown off by Coastal uh, Carolina. That, Kansas, that was awesome. Yeah. Kansas State losing. Like, yeah. Are we sure? uh, Iowa State. Well, like the top 25 Iowa State. We got to give a big nod to them getting beat as 12-point favorites uh, against Louisiana. Yikes. Are we sure we want to play college football? Do we really? This is where we have the tough conversation because, like, uh, yeah, selfishly, yeah, of course. My God, yeah. I, I miss watching my Spartans over the weekend. But the sensible side of me, uh, the the when I start thinking liability side and all the things that have happened, um, 
Still not quite sure about that because, boy, uh, if not for the postponements, then yeah, getting tuned up by a Sunbelt team, for example. Mm. Yeah, not sure. The the answer is obviously yes. We want want it back. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if... Michigan wow, State, <laughs> if Michigan State not going to Provo week two is a bad thing. <laughs> uh, I can't say I've lost much sleep about missing out on that Provo trip specifically. <laughs> Correct. Especially after watching the, the Sun Belt become the Fun Belt and tune up three Big 12 teams. Yeah, it's, it's been some rough football. Even the good teams. like Watch Clemson for a bit and you're like, ugh. Yeah, Notre Dame uh, Notre came Dame, up with a roaring start. They they bad. were just guns a-blazing. Uh, Florida State, fantastic. Yeah. I got to say, you know, and things are a lot different than they are six months ago. You know, we all look for the return of normalcy, and bit by bit, things have gotten a little back to normal. I, I am very hard-pressed to find, though, something that had made me feel more normal than watching Florida State completely blown yes. at home. <laughs> And then chased by watching Kansas get the god godforsaken I almost swore godforsaken doors blown off them by Coastal Carolina of all teams. And then we're a college sports podcast, but let's let's be honest, you're a lot of Lions fans here. Just to see them blow that against Mitch Trubisky, like wow, that that is the weekend I needed. That was yeah. oh, just one step closer to just normalcy. It was it, it was, was very nice, it was Will. Really it was very nice. nice. Really with that said, with all that happening. All right, so mm, yeah, we'll see. Here's, here's where we sit. So, a number of reports over the weekend. Uh, the the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel was the first to come out with something. I don't know, declarative that the mm-hmm. medical board had been working really, and we'd sort of heard whisperings like, yeah, you know, it'd been quiet mostly, except for honestly, like the Sir Yacht guy just popping off from his one source. Sure, but there had been like indications i guess that like hey they're still working on this it's not like they're mailing it in and like yeah january like no they're seeing what they can do right weighing options the big time Mm -hmm. yeah and so uh the medical folks in charge of this have been working on whatever presentation up like update thing with the new testing that uh came became available like right after the big time canceled and different entities you know, the White House, some other places willing to provide resources for testing, et cetera, et cetera. Like, all right, here's where we stand now, middle of September. Here's the medical situation. We've got another month, six weeks of information. And with a brand new disease, like that can actually matter and like tell you something different. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like, whoa, what happened in a month and a half? Like, well, you kind of learn a lot about the disease. So, and uh, I don't know what they've learned, what the the presentation was, but there was a presentation, medical presentation, to the CEOs, chancellors, presidents of the Big Ten universities. There was a vote that was supposed to happen on Sunday. It didn't happen on Sunday, but there are reports that there's growing confidence that they're going to approve uh, a restart with the goal of October 17th, which seems like a stretch. Because it's September 14th as you listen to this. That's good. We're cutting it close there. Cutting it close. Uh, but can be done, I think. I yeah, heard eight-game season over a nine-week stretch with the Big Ten Championship game because Ohio State really wants to get into the playoff. So if Ohio State does win the national championship game, that, that is split amongst 14 teams, right? I, I think mm-hmm. that is kind of a group effort to get Ohio yeah. State. And this is a conversation a for a few effort. months from now if it happens. But yeah. 
Sure, this is going to be a complete conference team effort. Yes. Absolutely. It is absolutely team effort. Uh, so no vote happened on Sunday. Tony Paul from the Detroit News reported that. Uh, well, here, let me just pull it up. Let me let me do it. Yeah, exactly talk what, talk to the people. Yeah, exactly so, what Tony said. Cause I don't want to misconstrue. Read the words. Yeah, don't botch this. Will come yeah. on. Um, the Big Ten resurrection is not a done deal. Several in the know were expecting a vote today. That there wasn't isn't a positive sign. Several presidents would have a lot of explaining to do if they changed their vote, especially MSU's given the massive outbreak on campus, which leads me to my next point. Mm-hmm. They may just say, screw it, we're playing, we got to do this. this. This has become such a, a bleep show, we got to reverse this decision. But like Wisconsin, not having a good time with cases. Michigan State has hundreds of cases. There's been videos circulating uh some kid at u of m who had it was posted a video of just how crappy his that was jarring his yeah staying conditions are unique. maryland i believe recently paused uh workout like the big 10 is not iowa i think had another uh little mini outbreak the big 10 teams aren't exactly like crushing it right now and and most schools are having struggles right mm-hmm like, Alabama had thousands of cases, but they're still playing, right? So the yeah. fact that Michigan State has a few hundred on campus doesn't mean that they can't play. Uh, schools are already doing that. Schools are already playing. The SEC schools uh, start next week. Big 12 schools have had cases. Notre Dame had a massive outbreak and had to, like, corral kids. Kids are getting kicked out of school, uh, and they're still playing. And then it becomes hard to look at your teams and the actual powerful people, the power wielders, the highest paid employees at your university and be like, yeah, sorry, I know we're in the same boat as Clemson and we have the same cases and we're all in the same thing, but they're going to play and you're not, right? That becomes mm-hmm. harder and harder and, and the pressure's been absolutely growing. So who the hell knows, Matt? Yeah. But there seems to be a growing confidence that something is going, they're going to try to play. They're going to try to do it and reverse this decision. It's now fun that legitimate people are talking about it, for sure. Not just people just like throwing wet spaghetti in the wall and just seeing what sticks. It's that that's kind of exciting for Have you sure. Ever done that to cook spaghetti? Yeah, yeah, it works most of the time. Yeah. Kind if you like, don't know yeah. that, little, little food tip. Yeah, locked on spaghetti here. Locked um, on spaghetti. Boil mm-hmm. your spaghetti, and when it's about done, if you want to know it's done, take a noodle, throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it's done. Bang. Locked on, Italiana. Let's go, baby. Bang. Uh, the, that update I mentioned from Brett McMurphy here that I want to read real quick. And then we'll... Uh, actually, two tweets I'm going to read. Pete Thamel. Uh, wow. Comprehensive plan was presented to the 14 Big Ten presidents' chancellors today with an emphasis on medical protocols that have changed in recent weeks and are available to the league. Kind of what I mentioned earlier with the different testing and the resources, courtesy of uh, perhaps the White House. No timetable set on vote, but expected soon. There's a lot of optimism. And then from Brett McMurphy, if Big Ten presidents, chancellors vote to play football in the fall, then all Big Ten schools will play, sources told Stadium. Earlier reports indicated that if presidents voted to play, some Big Ten schools might opt not to play, but that will not be the case. So that's something that... uh, all in. Yep. Yeah, Sir Yacht and, and other grifters have been saying like, oh, these seven schools are going to play. Illinois and Northwestern aren't playing. Sure. Like, you know, just sort of going through like, oh, Rutgers is in. Nope, Rutgers is back out. It's it's all or nothing, it, it looks like. And that makes the most sense. It would be kind of, I don't know. How would you feel, Matt, 
and we'll, we'll go to a break right after this. How would you feel as a Michigan State fan if the Big Ten season started playing and Michigan State was one of like three or four teams to just go, no, nah, we're good? Uh, not, not jazzed about it necessarily, but okay, I will get you. Implications, everything. Um, that would, wow, that would be a between a rock and a hard place there as a fan, but also what I'd like to think of myself as uh, rational sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. I'm not going to go far and say most of the time, just sometimes. Wow, that'd be tough. That would be tough. All right, let's uh, let's talk some recruiting. Recruiting, recruiting. We'll do that here in just a second. But first, a word from Built Bar. Built Bar. Let's go. Bring it on, baby. Built Bar. Well, welcome back to the Built Bar reads. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the facts. It's just facts. Ever it's facts. Facts. F A X. Yeah. F A X. Two X's. Facts. Mm-hmm. And now they have a new and improved formula. It's more nougaty, a little less chewy. Nice. Better texture and even more delicious. They've got six new flavors. Caramel, brownie, cookies, and cream, cherry, bar, sia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And that goes with their 12 original flavors, such as peanut butter, mint yeah. brownie. Yes. Salted caramel. Yes. Toffee, almond, and peanut butter brownie. They are yes! all covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew, and they are healthy. Somehow. It's they insane. They delicious. It's wild. And are healthier than all the other bars. I simply they can't believe it. low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber. The peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, Matt. I don't, how do they do that? Uh, don't ask me. That that sounds, is way above my pay grade. It sounds impossible, but it is possible, and you need to try it out. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get $10 off your next order. And if you've already ordered, we've said this before, but we're going to keep reminding you, Built Bar has reset the promo code. Keep using it. Promo code LOCKDOWN. One word LOCKDOWN at builtbar.com. Get you $10 off your next order and all your orders. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Matt, do you want to start in Louisiana or New Jersey? Nah, take me back to Friday. Let's start how this all worked out uh, over the weekend. Let's play this in chronological order. All right, it was Friday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, take me down Take me down to the bayou-ish area. Uh, I mean, it's Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's okay. go. Let's, let's, let's visit the bayou then. Uh, so... Michigan State lands a commitment from Javon Grigsby out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Matt, do you know the last time Michigan State had a recruit uh, from <laughs> the state, the wonderful state of Louisiana? You know what? Uh, it's been at least one or two years. No, I think I saw your tweet about it. It wasn't that like in the early 2000s, I want to say, where they had people sign but not even eventually come to MSU? Yeah. Sorry, sorry to spoil that, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, 2004. Three in 2005. 2005 was Hayward Howard, who oh, went, of course, of course, who signed but ended up at Community College and eventually played at Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, and then Chris Bush was a running back out of either New Orleans or Baton Rouge, I think. 2003 mm-hmm. signed, uh, ended up at McNeese State. I don't think he ever made it to MSU. I couldn't find any sort of record of him. Uh, but if they would have just like redshirted and left and never did anything, there wouldn't be like a record of him around that we could find. So, um, yeah, 
Uh, it's been it's been a minute, is what you're saying. It's been a minute, and I think since Matt, the George Bush administration, this is, this is how long it's been. <laughs> wow. Um, Matt Wenzel uh, of M Live said he was going through the old uh, letter winners book and, and stuff like that, and said 1977 was the last time he found wow. a player from Louisiana that won a letter, played a season at Michigan State. So, wow, good research on his part too. Yeah, Dang, 77. I, I, I was so I was not at my house, so I have the the record books and, and stuff like that, the the guide. At my house, I wasn't at my house this weekend. I was at my parents' house this weekend. Uh, so I wasn't able to do it. I was like, I was actually mad, and I was happy that Matt did the research, but I was jealous, which is a stupid sure. thing to be jealous of. But I was like, ah, no, this seems right up your alley to be something jealous about for sure, and I mean that in the best way possible. You were yeah. a researchman, yes. So Javon Grigsby, defensive back from uh, Baton Rouge, plays at Scotlandville Magnet, and just a real quick plug here, Matt. Sure, one time. One time, uh, because it is, you know, it's my podcast. Uh, I started mm, a, a newsletter. Oh, you darn right you did. I left uh, the USA Today Spartans Wire a few weeks ago and have started a newsletter just very casually uh, until games get going, and then I will pick it back up and be more regular. But uh, you can find it. Just search Spartans Will newsletter 1l though not spartans will like the thing spartans will with 1l newsletter type that into the google machine and it's actually the first thing that pops up uh spartanswill.substack.com if you want to look at it there you can sign up with uh, email address and you sign up for the uh, email list and everything i write there gets emailed out to you and then once games uh it's free right now but once games get going i'll do a free week and then it'll be two dollars a month and it'll be worth it because it is uh, a ton of really good content and i wrote about javon grigsby map nice look at you go did you read it no. no of course not why would i why would you okay no so. save save all my weekend ready for sunday night and uh well it's not it's not that late yet here <laughs> yeah, <sighs> if you want to if you want to read about it uh not just you but the listeners spartans will 1l spartans will dot substack dot com i've also tweeted it out uh on my twitter feed so definitely check that out because i get into some minutia of mel tucker's defense and kind of how it works from a position standpoint a role standpoint because we hear all this oh, it's a 3-4 hybrid, yada, yada, yada. And a lot of people don't know what that means, know exactly, oh, how does this type of player fit in there? So I get into how someone like Grigsby, who's, a, I don't know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, maybe 5'11", yeah. defensive back, who's also a, a thudding guy who's going to be, you would think, big enough to play some linebackerish type stuff, can play out on the outside in the slot up high, versatile like how he would fit into this scheme so definitely go check that out but matt will he's a pretty good player and it's a nice recruiting win for michigan state he likes himself just looking at the film he likes himself some hitting will yeah. love that in the safety yeah a little undersized but uh makes up for that with his heart his grit <laughs> any other cliche i could possibly point out but no really yeah film whoo a lot to like there, and uh, you can see why maybe a previous defensive back commit maybe uh, went elsewhere once MSU was hot on Javon Grigsby because, wow, he is what seems to be the real deal on film, Will. He's a thumper. That's the way yeah, like to call it. nice. Um, Love that. 86-27 in the composite ranking, 87 on 24-7 sports. 
solid. Which solid. is a solid, yeah. solid three-star. Um, you know, 87, 88, 89 are considered higher and three-stars. Uh, and so he plays at Scot- Scotlandville Magnet, which is in the highest division of Louisiana. So he plays some really big schools. Um, they haven't started playing yet, but I think in a couple weeks he's going to be playing against the number three prospect in the state who's going to LSU and then the number four prospect in the state who's also going to go to LSU. Um, so these are big schools. He plays really good competition, and he's often the best player uh, on the field. Um, so he's a really impressive player, super versatile, plays, like I said, slot, outside, high, single high, he plays in the boxes, safety, he can line up at linebacker. Uh, he's really good, and he's someone that I am uh, excited about, and you can see on film why uh, why they're pursuing him aggressively. And honestly, if he was three inches taller, Matt, Mm-hmm. I, I think half the SEC would have been all over him. As it was, Auburn and Vanderbilt offered him and were recruiting him pretty hard uh, from the SEC, but other schools I had heard were a little bit, I don't know, turned off by his uh, lack of height. Sure, yeah. Uh, I was going to say understandably so, but, like, I don't know. He, yeah. he, just like you said in your write-up, okay, I, I did read bits and pieces of the write-up. I just didn't want to be put on the spot is is, is what I didn't want to happen. But okay. just like you said with, like, the Isaiah Lewis thing, you know? Like, I, I'm sure Isaiah Lewis, who's a little undersized himself, has something to say about that. It, it, yes. se- it seemed to work out okay for him, you know? Yeah, I think I wrote, Isaiah Lewis doesn't give a damn. <laughs> Something like that. Well, well said, yeah. And I think I think he's bigger than Isaiah. It's tough to tell because... Uh, I don't know what to believe on here. 5'10's yeah, F- like, a fine consensus, though, right? I mean, we, we'll, we'll call him 5'10 in cleats. Yeah, and his school shoots video with a potato. Yeah, it happens. It's tough. Um, so, we'll, I don't know. We'll see what his actual height is. Maybe he's grown a little bit. It was six foot on Rivals. I don't know if he's six foot. I can't imagine that he is. Mm-hmm. We're spending too much time on his height. Uh, he's a really good player, and he's Colton would be proud of us. Colton Pouncey yeah. would love this bit right now. Yeah, one, for sure. two, three, four. He's Michigan State's fifth highest uh, consensus uh, composite recruit now in the class, Matt. No, it's nice. And man, God, Louisiana has a lot of talent. Like I'm looking at their two four seven page, and the, the top thirty kids, all but three, are going to a group of five school, and those three are all signed for Memphis. Yeah. So not bad. Oh, no, four. Four for Memphis. And, you know, we'll dock one because the number five overall guy is committed it's to Kansas. To, so we yeah. won't count that one. Um, okay, Keon so Coleman. for the most part. Yeah, that's Keon. Oh, that's right, Keon Coleman. Yeah, yeah. oh, my God. That, yeah. That wow. Cool. After. How do you Jeez, think that went right felt, over my head. How do you think he felt um, about that Coastal Carolina? Excited for basketball. Excited, excited for, basketball. for basketball. Yeah, exactly. excited for the basketball Perfect. portion of his commitment. Yes. Yeah, that's he how he felt. Locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Self. All right, I'll be a lot of FaceTime with you, Bill. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it looked like, and this is an interesting sort of recruiting tale here, and then we'll take a quick break. So Grigsby announces he's gonna. He'd been after interested in Michigan State. It seemed like Michigan State was the favorite for a long time. He announced he was gonna commit back in June. He's like, "Here's my commitment yeah, date." Right, and then he put it off. Yeah, uh, this is a kid who's from Louisiana. Michigan is a long way from Louisiana, as, we, as we mentioned, uh, although there are Mich- Louisiana ties on the staff. There's a handful of Louisiana ties, mm-hmm. um, including, uh, oh, I, forget, I think it's Ephraim Reed. One of, the, one of the assistants was a high school coach in the state for a while before he jumped to Colorado as a grad assistant uh, just last year, and now he's with Tucker at MSU. So there are Louisiana connections, but it's a long way. There's no visits with covid 
This is a kid with some SEC offers. Louisville, Miami had also offered as well. So there's good programs in the South closer to home. Uh, Kansas offered, and you know some Big 12 schools are going to be a lot closer to Louisiana for his family to come see him play. That's a tough move. And Vanderbilt, it looked like, was going to swoop in and get him last minute. But from what I heard, Mel Tucker uh, won the day, Matt. Well done. Very well said. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, 77. I'm just still haunted by what you said like right at the beginning of the segment. It's 1977. Yeah. That's a minute. That's it's a hot minute. a long time. So good recruiting win there for Michigan State. Would have been a tough loss to not get him for sure. All right, let's pause here for a sec, and we'll come back and talk about the other committed football player to Michigan State, an absolute brick bleep house of a running back out of the Garden State. We'll do that here in just a second. But first, Matt. Talk to me. We've got to tell the fine folks listening to us about the fine folks at homefieldapparel.com. The best. The goats. The goats! They're the best. And honestly, if you haven't bought something from Homefield yet, just what the hell are you doing? Just, you got to treat yourself better. Just treat yourself better. What are you even doing? They make the most comfortable shirts, and they are incredibly cool vintage logos, like old mascots, different things from campus, old trademarks that you, like, probably have never seen because they're around in the 70s and 80s retro stuff they look at programs yearbooks and they make such cool unique stuff you you're not going to find the things on their website anywhere else totally unique totally awesome and it's not just michigan state stuff that's really cool like you're going to go on there and be like i need to buy this hawaii t-shirt i don't know why but i have to buy this colorado school of the mind shirt yeah it's legit and they've got CMU, EMU, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Ferris, Wayne State, UDM, Hope. So they got a bunch of schools in Michigan as well, if you want to look at those. And there's some really cool designs for those. They dropped their vintage Michigan State line on August 1st last month, and it looks fantastic. You and I each got a couple shirts, Matt. Absolutely love them. I wear them all the time. Wore one yesterday. Wore the script uh, Michigan State Hockey one again yesterday. I've been beating the brakes off these shirts the last few weeks. I know. I'm going to run through them so fast. But they're still soft as ever. They are still great. And right now you can get 20% off your first purchase of Homefield gear at homefieldapparel.com with promo code ONSPARTANS. One word, ONSPARTANS. It's it's a great deal. 20% off. Go check it out. Fill Fill up a basket. Fill up a basket of clothes. Your shopping cart on their website. You're going to do it. Enter that promo code on Spartans, homefieldapparel.com, and you'll get 20% off your purchase. We had people sending us like screenshots of them getting like $200 worth of shirts oh, yeah. and sweatshirts and stuff and entering the promo code. Like, that's 40 bucks off if you spend $200. That's big time. That's another shirt you, off. Yeah. Yeah. And you will go on there and be like, yep, I can see how I could spend $200 on this stuff. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code on Spartans. Check it out one more time. 20% off your first purchase. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code ONSPARTANS. Alrighty, Matt. This was a big one. Literally and figuratively. Yes. Now, can I just lay ground rules right now before <laughs> we get into it? With with uh, Okay, I, I need you to say the name again because I know I'm going to screw it up if I try <clears throat> one more time. Audric Estime. 
Estime, 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 estime. I if think. I say that enough, I'm going to nail it. Okay. Estime. 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 Audric estime. estime. Biggie. How about that? Audric Biggie. Um, Biggie. Let's just, I just need to lay the groundwork, ground rules right now. Uh, he, this is a four-star running back. I don't yes. care what the yep. composite on 247 says. Um, I don't care what any other recruiting site says, except Rivals has him as a four-star. And you know what? I'm not a film junkie like you are, although I am a human being with two eyeballs. Uh, just take a look at a picture of him in the weight room and imagine a football in his hands. <laughs> that's a guy that's going to be a four-star Running back. Just had to clear the air right now. Right, just right off the top before we get into this breakdown of him. He's, this is a four-star kid. He is. This is a consensus top 25 running back, which he still is, even with his three-star ranking on 247. But, wow, this is uh, this is like just stra- like taping a football onto the grill of the original Hummer <laughs> and just trying to drive it down the field. That's essentially what we got here with, with this kid, and I am fired up about it. Yep. Uh, running back out of St. Joseph. In New Jersey, teammates with Geno Vandemark, the four-star offensive lineman who committed to Michigan State a couple weeks ago. A little bit of a tandem package there, which is fantastic. St. Joe's one of the best schools in New Jersey, and there's a lot of really great players in that state. So I think they landed two of the top six in the state. Um, I can fact-check that really quick, yeah. Which which is pretty good, depending on whatever site you use, because it kind of gets muddled in there. Uh, But yeah, so... Estimate on uh, 24-7 composite is just a 10, literally, or whatever. It's, he's an 88-9-0, and if you're an 89, you're a four-star. So he's like the second highest ranked three-star in all of the land. Mm-hmm. And that is because, so he's running back 22 for 24-7. He is running back 10 for rivals, which, uh, you know, they really are, are big fans of him. He's a four-star on rivals and like the number two hundred player in the class, something like that. Um, top two fifty. There you go. Two fourteen, number ten running back, and then on ESPN. So he's number ten on rivals, twenty two on twenty four seven sports, and ESPN has him as number sixty seven. Matt. Uh, okay. Running back sixty seven, a low three star. They don't even have his Michigan State offer on their sheet for him on ESPN. If- HGTV.com ran recruiting. Like, I think I'd take that more seriously than I would ESPN's recruiting service for college football and basketball. That, yeah. That's my opinion of the ESPN recruiting uh, system they have going on over there at their website. But, hey, 247 Rivals, thanks for uh, picking up the slack there and doing your jobs as great as you guys do them. Yeah, so using those two services, he's probably – just outside of the top 250, 260, 270, somewhere in there. Definite four-star if you take out the ESPN stuff. So this is a this is a four-star player. And I guess I have some faith that at some point ESPN will be like, oh, maybe we should update this kid's profile uh, since we clearly haven't in the last six months. And they'll do the appropriate thing and bump him up a little bit, which will make him a four-star again. So for all intents and purposes, this is a four-star running back, Matt. Glad that's cleared. I am. Yes. Um, and boy, does he look like it. Uh, he he could. Okay, if the Big Ten season started on October 17th, I would have zero issue plugging him right into this uh, backfield. Yeah. No, no, no doubt in my mind. And he is young for his grade. He's only 16. Um, he may have recently turned 17. I don't know his birthday, but I know just in talking to people, he's young for his grade. Um 
He's like six feet tall, 210, 215 pounds, and cut out of granite, Matt. He is an absolute brick bleep house. Uh, holy, point, holy crap. Yeah, point zero 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 one body fat on him, roughly. Yeah. Uh, he's a big, powerful kid. He's not uh, a burner. He, I mean, he's fast, but he's not like someone who's going to be like, oh, that is the fast. Like, he won't be Chris Johnson's 40 time speed, you no, know, back in the no. day. Not he's, necessarily. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not slow. He's big. He's powerful. He's young. He's definitely going to keep getting better because he's mm-hmm. just such uh, a physically gifted kid. Uh, and he's going to fit in really well uh, with the, the power running, although it's not a power run scheme. Michigan State's still going to want to dictate, like they say, run the ball on our terms. They're still going to want to be able to control the ball a bit and be able to grind it out on the ground, get nice uh, gashes. This kid is big, strong, can cut, has good feet, and it just looks like he's going to be a really good player and is someone that you can feel, especially at the running back spot, like he's going to show up and be a contributor. And not only that too, but like he kind of reminds me of a little bit of uh, Connor Hayward too, where it's, he's kind of like a stockier, bigger kid, and he's got hands too. Like that, that's the comparison with Connor Hayward I want to make too. Is like Connor Hayward's got some pretty good hands out of the backfield. Oh, yeah. Audrey Castillo too. Like if you, if you look at his film too, and just read what you can about him, like the kid's got good hands too. Like he could be lethal out of the backfield. And I also kind of like in the film too. They line him up at H back a lot. Now you'd have to be the one to refresh my memory. I don't know. If Jay Johnson, Mel Tucker, and crew would use a lot of H back based on their history, but with a kid like him, uh, uh, hell, maybe you just go ahead and just do it anyway. I mean, just go for it. Yeah, I mean they use H backs, but they're tight ends and, and quote unquote fullbacks. They're blockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he yeah, lines he, up and takes reverses and sweeps from H back spot uh, occasionally. But yeah, he's he lines up in the slot. They there's I just literally just I've got his little. Video automatically playing his autoplay video, his highlights are right in front of me, and he just motioned out from the backfield into the slot, caught an out route, um, and did a nice job. So, yeah, he's definitely a versatile player, looks really comfortable as a receiver, and is just an absolute physical freak. Yeah, because I like in his highlight film, too, it's, it's not just like him catching balls, running balls, you know, going for touchdowns. Like, they spliced in a good amount of clips of him just putting people on the bench, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, a la Michael Orr uh, from The Blind Side, if you remember that scene. Uh, so, yeah, the, the kid's definitely physical. And you look at a picture of him, it's like, holy crap, what's this kid like on the field? And then you watch a highlight tape, it's like, oh, that's exactly what I thought it'd be like. Yes, perfect. Come to East Lansing. Oh, can't wait. It's, it's nice when you uh, watch one of his plays and you see him running behind a great block from Gino Vandemark. That's you know what? That's a nice bread and butter action <laughs> they got going on. They would look good in green and white, Will, wouldn't you say? I, I am looking forward to uh, seeing that. So Michigan State's recruiting class map. Yeah. Interesting uh, development here. Okay. The average prospect rating is now higher than it was last year. You know what? I did not know that. I was wondering that too. I was like, it, it seems close. Has it? It has jumped it though, hasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Last right. year was eighty-five six eight. This year's eighty-five eight zero. That's good. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's not necessarily saying a lot because last year wasn't great. But you know what? No, I'm not going to be Debbie Downer tonight. That, that, no, that is a good sign. That is a step forward, especially in these unprecedented times. Will I think they've done a good job, sort of rebounding from some tough misses. It's certainly, mm-hmm. you know, they've got 15 players. The class is still 54th in the country, 12th in the Big Ten. Yeah, you hope by time it's all said and done, they're into the 30s, into the mid section of the Big Ten. 
with an average rating over 86, 86.5, something like that, where you can be like, all right, didn't look good for a while. Unprecedented times. Very These times. These times. A fluid situation. Right now. Oh, yeah. And they still were able to get together a pretty decent first class. Yeah, because what, we're at 15 right now? Yeah, so we're getting up against it. What You'd think they'd have maybe a handful more, like five more, perhaps-ish, give or take one either way. Well, it's tough because every single senior this year is going to be a senior next year again. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so stay tuned to see how that's going to shake yeah, out. I have no idea what's going to be happening there. That, I don't know. That's tough because there's a lot of kids who are like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And you can't really blame them because, like, yeah, you've been in the program for five years. You've made uh, six total, not even starts. You've played in six total games <laughs> through your five yeah. years. You've recorded a tackle. Thank you. Here's your. You, you got your degree. You're halfway to your master's. We don't have room for you for a sixth year. And that's, I think there might that, be a that's decent, a game. Yeah, 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 I think there might be a decent amount. Of like, yeah, you want the free classes and stuff, but. I don't know. After six years of playing football and not getting to play, you might be like, yeah, I'm ready to be done playing football now. I would like to leave and, and start my life. I'm 24. <laughs> hope so. Maybe. Hope so. I, you know what? Yeah, everyone do what you need to do. But really, uh, please, please, just, yeah, let's, let's usher in a new um, roster here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, handle all that. But, yeah, some positive developments in the recruiting. Their two highest-ranked recruits are two of their more recent recruits. Uh, you got a couple of the old guard, Boyd, Watson, Brantley, and then after that, Grigsby and Okello uh, are two of the other recent ones. So their four most recent recruits uh, are four of their top seven in the class. So certainly kind of, I don't know, picking up some solid players here and, and filling out the top of the class. instead. Of, like They filled out the back end early, and now they're starting to fill out the top of the class, which is, seems backwards. But, hey, it works. Whatever. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow. I mean, honestly, we might have some Big Ten news. That's going to be... We could. That's going to be uh, hanging over the show, certainly. Uh, and we'll also talk about what the plan is if there's, like, like say there's some positive momentum on Monday. We can start talking about, like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Moving forward, show wise, how many? When are we going to move to five episodes a week? What are we going to do in terms of like season preview? Kind of start laying that out as well. And Matt, we got an interview. Oh yeah, do we? Is that right? Yeah, you want to tease it? Yes, Greg Jones. Who? Greg Jones. It was awesome. Talked for what? Maybe 20, 25 minutes. So yeah, that'll be coming. I assume eventually, right? Yeah. If we got room uh, on Tuesday's pod, we'll run it. If not, we'll we'll run it later in the week. Yeah, that could be a full show. Yeah, the, we'll see. Uh, the guy who with six billion career tackles at Michigan State. That's true. Yeah, we touch on a lot. We we touch on the the highs from a senior year to the lows of well, also senior year the Capital One Bowl. We we did riff oh, on that for a little talk bit about the Capital One Bowl. Oh yeah, no, okay. yeah, hey, you know, water under the bridge for him. Just like I said, he won hey, a Super won Bowl a Super the following Bowl. season, so uh, who cares? <laughs> right, exactly. He was fine. <laughs> he was good. All right. That'll do it for us. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Spartans. Write it a rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Check out my newsletter, Spartans Will with one L, spartanswill.substack.com. Sign up to that. Uh, got Javon Grigsby up there. We'll have an Audric Estime film review coming up probably Tuesday later this week as well. So definitely check that out. 
All right, Matt, take us home. Go green. What? what?